It's lunchtime, and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Brooklyn Cafe studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat at the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, or a movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in free, 888-994-4995 right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe, part two. Lenny hit a. <laughs> you ever, you ever have that kind of day? You go away. I'm with you. You hit a. <laughs> you know, saying that. You light up my life. Who was that? Debbie Boone. Was it? Debbie Boone. What's up, Slick? He's a little confused over there. What Why are you so looking confused? for? What are you looking for? You looking at the s'mores? Because you know what today is. We're going to get those up and running. Today is National S'mores Day. Are we in the back cave? I cannot believe Freddie has never had a s'more. I've never had a s'more, so why? Why don't you tell the world? We're going to have one today. Hey, let me ask you a question. When you were born, you ever kissed a girl? When you were born, you didn't kiss a girl, right? You got to no, do it later. The girls, later. Kiss the girls kissed him. <laughs> And like, you know, my aunts, they, they kissed me when I was in. I'm not talking about here. Oh. I'm talking about delicious kisses. Oh, no, not at all. You weren't born that way, right? Yeah, true. We learned. You like right. drinking beer. You're right. You didn't come out in a womb drinking beer. Well, maybe in your case you did. <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> Probably <laughs> wrong. Happy Monday to you. The TV went out. Yes, it did. It scared the hell out of me. And it's and back. <laughs> Happy Monday to you. It is a Barrel Amongst kind of Monday, National S'mores Day. We got Barrel Amongst joining us. You have not been to our new studio, so welcome to our new studio. Give us a call, 888-994-4995. Ask for Studio A, Studio A, Studio A. We don't have an E yet, but maybe that was a Freudian slip. Maybe studio A? Studio A-E. Did you say Studio A? <laughs> really? It's between an A and an E, and we don't have an E. I gotta it's tell like you, I'm going to buy a vowel. You are flying today. You are like every, even Teddy says, I'm just getting out of Dawn's way. Yeah. You're like a hurricane Dawn. <laughs> a tornado Dawn. There's a hurricane brewing out there. Yeah, I saw that. I, tell them, I called up to see if they would change the name. And what is the name? J, J something with a J. Are we already up to J? Yeah. I guess we're already up to J. At least we passed D. Joe? At least it's not Dawn. What's the next hurricane, Joan? I don't know if it has been named yet, has yeah, it? Yeah, there's a whole list. Oh, I don't even know. It's funny because they say there's going to be 10 hurricanes. And you know what number 11 is? What? Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> September 5th, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. September 5th. Circle it on your calendar. we got a lot of birthdays coming up, by the way. If you call us on September 5th, we'll put you on the air. 
We'll give you a bag of coffee, and you have to wish Teddy a happy birthday. I want to make it so that she is so overwhelmed. We've got Teddy, Val, and Slick all within a month. In September? Slick is October 3rd. No, we're working in September. Val, October is, 3rd. Val is September 24th. Is she? Oh, okay. We have to have a little fun with that. So we're going to have some fun. Ready to kick off some fun? Ready to kick out Monkster. <sighs> Barrel of Monks. Barrel of Monks. We give him a, a mic? He has a mic. Awesome. How are you doing? Really well. What's yeah. going on with Barrel of Monks? Uh, trying to get through <laughs> with uh, everything that's going on. Uh, you know, we don't have to go too far into that. Everyone understands it. But we are operating uh, within all the social distancing guidelines. We're open uh, Tuesday through Sunday. So we're just closed on Mondays. Uh, we uh, are doing our normal business hours. So you can come in for a beer. We've got a food truck there. We have a food license. And we're working with our partner, Chef for Each, to kick out some great food and just kind of getting along. We're also doing, still doing our distribution thing. So uh, we're getting by the best way we can. A lot of people in the beer industry have been suffering a lot. And uh, it's, been, it's been rough, but we're doing our best. Why are they suffering? We did a spot on July 4th, and beer sales are like, uh, through the roof. Well, it's so many of the tasting rooms are shut down completely, and that's a huge amount of revenue taken away from breweries. And also, there's a huge amount of restaurants and bars that are shut down still. And those restaurants and bars that are open are operating at half capacity. So the amount of beer that they're going through is minuscule compared to what it would have been this time last year. So there's no one that's not suffering in some way, shape, or form in this industry. And uh, we're five years old. We thankfully have good infrastructure put in place that we can weather this storm. But we've already seen a couple in right here in Boca. We saw a brewery close. Uh, Robot Brewing uh, closed their doors a couple months ago. And uh, that's the first brewery I knew of that closed because of this crisis. Now, I seen you put your beer in different places. Oh, we have our beer in, I mean, different places. Well, throughout the state of Florida, we're in, you know, somewhere like 500 accounts. Bars, restaurants, grocery, specialty stores. Yeah. I walked into a place. I didn't even tell you about this place. This place is so secretive. This is where I go when nobody knows me at all. I get to go in there. And that's I saw... Cheers, or, oh, that's where everyone knows your name. Yeah. Just someone knows Don't be a wise guy. Just so it had, you know, the handles when they and the spouts? It said barrel of monks. I had never seen that, though. Oh, we 90% of our business is done in other bars and restaurants. Ah, That's okay. where we do all of our business. At. We're, we're a distributing brewery. So, I mean, we have beer available in some public's locations. We have beer available in bars and restaurants all over, not just Boca, but I've got beer available in bars in Jacksonville, in the Panhandle, in Tampa. Uh, so that that's most of the kind of business that we do. And what? that's why we've been hurt so much is that all those businesses are doing less volume than they were previously. Well, this particular place was in Delray. Mm-hmm. And I went for lunch. It must have been like 1 o'clock, maybe a little earlier. And I saw it, and I went over to her, and I said, I want to get a beer from Battle of Monks. It was delicious, like it always is. And she said to me, why? We, I mean, I went right to it. And I said, because I know them. Next thing, I had another guy. He says, I want one of those. And then his buddy said, let me get one. And we were, I don't even know what it was. I don't know what the beer was. I don't know nothing. But my God, it was well, delicious. I'll give you a little piece of advice. The, the barrel amongst tap handle has a little sticker below it that says what the beer is. Um, so that could have been, it probably was the Wizard Wit because Wizard is probably our most is popular beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you walk up and down Atlantic, Atlantic Avenue, 
the majority of those bars have at least one barrel amongst product, whether it's in bottles or on draft. So we do a lot of business in Atlantic. We do a lot of business here in Boca and Meisner and just in, you know, small independent places, large corporate places, whether it's Yard House or Kapow and Dubliner and places like that. Now, what is the name? Huh? Was it the wizard? I love the name. It probably of was a wizard. Lungs. Thank you. It's always. It probably was a wizard. But I was just shocked because I. And that's what prompted me to say, "Hey, are you busy? Oh, yeah. Come on down." <laughs> but that's was that's it the like whole a self serve beer, or you just saw it? No, as no, no. As they serve you as oh, a yeah, draft. Yeah. You, you, but you I had five you, people drinking it. With you me. didn't mention the bar. Was that on purpose? Yes, or I you? can't mention the bar. Ah, okay. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. This Very place is an eatery that I go to, mm-hmm. which if I, they give me permission, I think it is the best. They serve quiche and things of that nature. Crazy Uncle Mike says Barrel Amongst is a great brewery. Oh, well. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Mike. We have to bring Mike down. We should have the Battle of the Great Freights. The monks versus the crazies. (laughs) But anyway, the bottom line is that's the reason that I texted you because I just had a beer with five people that I didn't know. Everybody was sitting like three feet apart and having the beer. And I was amazed. I said, you know, I got to call Barrel Amongst because we... With there a couple of times, no? Yes, we did. There a, couple a couple of shows there. Absolutely. Yeah. Is South Florida a big area for craft breweries more than other locations? It's it's growing. And we were in its infancy five, ten years ago. We were very, very – if you want to look at the amount of craft breweries per state, we were in the lower third. Now we're probably middle to higher because we've had so many breweries open up over the last – 10 years or so, but we're still not at the level of, say, Colorado, uh, I don't believe, like, New York, California, even places like uh, like Michigan have more breweries. That's where I'm from originally, but we're, we're getting up there. There's more and more great beer being produced in Florida, and we have national brands now, like Cigar City and Funky Buddha, that are everywhere, and they're in every state in the union, so uh, we're getting a lot more recognition nationally than we were, say, five years ago. You know, the trickle-down effect that you don't even think about is, because I think it's great. I know you have food now, and people can come into your tasting room, but then it's your sales to the restaurants and other bars that have food, and it changes the whole dynamic of the structure of what you're doing. You can go two routes when you're a brewery. You can go the brew pub concept, and that's basically where you're just trying to drive as many people as possible to your location, to your bar, sell your beer, directly to the consumer, right? Or you can go the production brewery route where you still have that aspect, but you, I'm not even sure when last time you guys in, whether you went in the back, we have 10,000 square feet. We saw We're a like large that. production facility, so we could never sell all that beer in our tasting room. There's just not enough space, even if we were driving capacity crowds there every single day, every hour we are open. So we have to sell that beer out into the greater market, whether that be in package like the single in Havana here and all the, 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 the retail outlets are on draft to all those bars and restaurants. How and long does that beer last? Every beer is a little bit different. We have a long shelf life on our beer because we, uh, our process, our yeast, our bottle conditioning, all these things. Uh, this beer right here, single in Havana, I put it as best as about four months. Drink wow. it within about four months of it being produced. Uh, this beer was bottled on 722.20. So this beer's got a couple more months left into it. It's not as it's going to go bad at that point. It's just not at its peak optimal freshness is what you're trying to look at. And how do you save it? How do you save, let's say you got a month left on this beer and you got, I don't know, 5,000 gallons. How do you save it? We're... we're almost never in that in that situation we brew beer according to a production schedule according to what we know we're going to go through and when 
COVID hit, we had to drastically reduce our production. We had to predict the unpredictable and just say, what do we think we're going to go through? We have not had to dump beer for the most part because we adjusted uh, in the right way. We also have a lot of outlets because we sell to several distributors throughout the state of Florida. We're doing a little bit of business outside the state. So we've been able to, to get by on what we have. But also, like a beer like this, my Grand Cru, this beer's got a five-year shelf life. Wow. This, this beer was bottle conditioned like a champagne. It ages like wine. So I don't have to worry about this beer. That beer can sit in my tasting room for three years. It's just going to get better. It's not going to get worse. So we only have a few products that have that real short-term shelf life. And everything else, we've got a lot of stability with it. And we're kind of unique in that. A lot of breweries, they want their beer to be drank within 90 days of being produced. And that's a hindrance in, in this situation for them. Yeah, absolutely. 90 days. I'm sure you're waiting to volunteer. Look at him. He's like, uh, I'm more than happy to take any leftovers over here. No, I can't. I like the aspect because you are in the summer. Do you see how hot it was over the weekend? It was 105 with the heat index. Oh, my God. Now Today they said, what, 104 with the heat index, I think? There is nothing better than a cold beer on the hottest day of the year. Nothing's better. You Do know, you have a type of beer that you like one over another? Me? I know, you're going to say like so wet. wet. <laughs> that was our morning show. I know, I hear you. But what I like is that you go to Barrel of Monks, you can have all these different types of beers. If, I mean, I like to stick to that one beer. Like he said, the Wizard, it's a fantastic beer. I like to stick with that. But if you're into trying different beers and yada, 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 and different people that you associate with want to try different beers, that's the place to go. Where I want to know is you don't sell... You don't sell liquor. You just sell beer, correct? Just beer. Yeah, we're a, we're a brewery. We have a, we have a two, two CLP, so we can sell beer and wine. And wine. Yeah, we have a limited wine selection. If you're coming to Barrel Amongst, you're coming to drink Barrel Amongst beer. Beer. So we have wine available for those significant others that might have been dragged along to a brewery uh, that they weren't interested in. We still want them to try our beer because they are so nuanced and complex, and we want to try to convert the unconverted to great craft beer. But in addition to our beer, we also do have usually one draft handle from our sister brewery, Oddbreed Wild Ales in Pompano. And we, at Oddbreed, we do all sour and wild ales. So these are all barrel-fermented, classic-style beers. And we became an equal majority partner with them about a year ago. And they are our, our sister brewery, is how we say it. So they so carry our beer, we carry theirs. That's big among millennials. It's the sour beer. Freddie likes it. Huge. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool it. thing. He liked it because we went to Crazy Uncle Mike's, and Mike gave him a glass. And he says, this is pretty good. Meanwhile, I was puckering up. But I don't, I'm not too crazy about it. But millennials like the sour beer. Well, I always say when it comes to the sour beers, is it just doesn't – to to people who did not grow up with it, if you're, if you're from you know, Belgium or France where these wild ales and saisons have been around for, for generations, it's one thing. But in the U.S., I believe that they ran marketing campaigns in the 60s and 70s about sour beer and even uh, bitter beer face. I remember a, a huge marketing campaign. Now the biggest style of beer, most popular one is an IPA, which is a bitter beer. So you were trained to think that sour and bitter were bad things for beer because that's not what Budweiser or Miller was trying to tell you. They were right. trying to sell their style. Right. Now, but, but you ask people, I, I have a beer. I actually brought it. It's a sour. Uh, it's called Blood Orange Bliss. It tastes like a blood orange margarita. And when people really? say, I don't like sour, I go, do you like margaritas? Oh, I love margaritas. Well, it's called sour mix for a reason. 
right? Uh, Sauvignon Blanc has tons of tartness to it on a natural, especially like a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Tons of tartness. The beers that we're with, that we're working with at Oddbreed, have that kind of tartness to it. That's supposed to be rounded out by malt sweetness and some of the other fruits and things of that nature. So I think a lot of it is a psychological thing, where those people will tell you, oh, I could never drink a sour beer while they're drinking something very sour. Ale versus beer, two different animals? All ales are beers, not all beers are ales. Mm. Um, so beer is a category up here, and below that you have lager and you have ale. And that's just uh, referring to the fermentation temperature and the style that you're brewing. So all an ale means is that it was fermented with ale yeast, which ferments a little bit warmer and a little bit faster than lager yeast, which is ferments uh, slower and colder. But inside those categories, it's a, it's, a, it's a branching tree of hundreds of beer styles for both. So everything I brewers are ales at Barrel of Monks. We don't do any lagers, but that doesn't mean that our beers aren't light and refreshing like a lager, we just do styles that are similar to that under the ale category. And then you wonder why I say I just like beer wet because it gets really... It gets really complicated. Really complicated. The rabbit hole goes as deep as you want it to. If you want to be on the surface level and go, listen, I just want a beer, that's great. We've got something for you. If you want to learn about some of these styles that are centuries old and we could give you a... <laughs> I could give you a, a Wikipedia page to read for the next two, three days to learn about it, you can do that too. Now, I owe you an apology, because the last time you and I spoke, I was supposed to send our coffee over to you. Yep. I think you wanted five bags. Oh, uh, like five pounds, yeah. Five pounds, which we have there for... But something happened after we met with you. We used to be at the Delray Studios, and we had to leave there. Now it's closed down, so think about hindsight. But I never got back to you because we were looking for a place to move to. Mm -hmm. And we ended up here. And when we came in here, this was all empty. So we were trying to build the business back up and everything else. But before you leave, I'd like to give you the five bags. We talked about doing something with coffee. Yeah, we wanted, what, we, what we talked about doing was I do secondary coffee infusions on a bunch of different beers. And we talked about picking out kind of a style that would lend itself to a coffee flavor, soaking some of your coffee beans in the beer, giving it a try and seeing what it tasted like, and then maybe you'd be able to have something for a special event or something of that nature for you guys. Well, we have a, we have a Vienna Social here. It's a little bit wild here on Fridays where I don't know where if Mia left or she's here. She's on the board, I think. She comes in and she sees the... the, the, the she does all the drinks, and we have Gubba Rum on one side. And I always wanted to have different beers. I'm trying to get wines in here so that you can have a flavoring on Friday heading into the weekend to try something different. But I always wanted to do something with the coffee, so maybe we can work something out. We can get some. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just listening to you. Looking <laughs> at me like, would you try coffee beer? 100%. Like you had a beer we tried. One of our remotes was like a chocolate coffee Cherry chocolate quadruple, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. See, I remember. Well, I've got, a, I've, I've got a guava beer here. I don't know if you guys are drinking this early or any of that kind of stuff. Well, but it's, I, it's I, 5 o'clock somewhere. I jumped the gun myself <laughs> while you were talking. When you started talking about hot and refreshing, I had to, I was just, I was parched myself. So I cracked open my guava single, single in Havana. For my to, to to quench my thirst, can I pour you some? And Absolutely. Why don't we go to commercial do break? You, wait, hold on. Do you know what a guava is? It's a fruit. Do you have you ever had it? I don't know. Anybody here ever have a guava? I probably have guava fruit. Never seen it. Ever had it? 
Many times. That's why we made it. <laughs> I, in, uh, in Puerto Rico, I have guava treats. I've had mm -hmm. guava in those pastries. Yes, yeah. but have you ever had the fruit? Ever seen what the fruit looks like? I've seen it, but I've never eaten the raw fruit. Okay. All right. Stuff. We're going to go to commercial break. I don't know who I'm kicking it over to, but give us a call. Join us for National S'mores Day. We're making it Monday with Barrel Monk Brewery also. So we're going to send this over to, who are we sending this over to? Slick. Send it over to Slick. You got a cameraman? Mr. Vince. Vincenzo. Mr. Vinny's going to be your cameraman. Vincenzo. And with that, we are going to thank our sponsors, Dignity Memorial. And if you saw our new branding, they were kind enough to share it out for our little cup of hope. It's funny because I thought that it's Just put a little bit over. of coffee. Sunshine, sunshine in your cup. Well, we went with hope, laughter, and happiness, and then we're going to expand upon our cup of whatever. I saw on Vinny, please. A little cup of sunshine. A little ISO on Slick. ISO on Slick, yes. <laughs> All right, this segment of the Brooklyn Cafe is brought to you by Dignity Memorial. Dignity Memorial, you guys, you have to lock in your prices with them. And I just want to touch up on two things that they are giving f that they are giving for free. They're giving free online seminars and free scatterings. You can save up to thirty percent with Dignity Memorial. So lock in your prices and stay tuned for some more Brooklyn Cafe TV show. The way you live your life says a lot about you. The way you choose to commemorate your lifetime can say even more. It's a single event that speaks volumes. So how do you celebrate a life? Dignity Memorial providers believe that your memorial service should be as unique as you are, reflecting your personality and your passions. It should be a perfectly tailored send-off, a fitting tribute for family and friends to celebrate the person they love. We're professionals at catering to your every need, right down to the catering. In fact, no detail is too small. So when it comes time for a fitting tribute, we'll see that your final wishes are beautifully fulfilled. It's what Dignity Memorial providers are known for. and why you should rely on us to see that your life is well celebrated. The celebration of a lifetime begins here. If a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Have you ever felt that your voice goes unheard? And you think that you can make a difference if only someone would listen. It's time for women in business to have a place to step into your power. A platform to embrace your hopes, dreams, and your visions. A voice to heal and restore. Your voice can make a difference. We have a platform you deserve to share your story and let your voice be heard. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself the chance to be heard and shine bright. Contact New Dawn Media by texting CAFE 255-312. That's C-A-F-E 255-312. Or call us 
at 866-224-5422. Your voice can make a difference. I look very snazzy right now. say guys you've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe show join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs now back to Dawn and Freddie S Try this is amazing. This, this is, is really Kevin, good. you're joining us from Barrel of Monks. Th this is a little bit of guava. Yeah, this is called Tingle in Havana. It's a beer we've been doing for several years now that we launched a year round product and we put it into a six pack wow. and kind of got it out there more in the market. Unfortunately, we pushed the scheduled release date of this beer into the market for this. Was March of this year. Mm -hmm. So we had a little bit of a setback, like we've been talking about uh, a lot during the show. But it's a really popular beer of ours. It was so popular as a seasonal item that we were kind of forced to make it a year-round product. And it's light. It's refreshing. It's just got a hint of fruit, but it's not sweet, which is a big deal for me because it's drinkable. You don't want it to be cloying and sugary. This is bone dry, nice and lightly tropical, and really drinkable. It's funny. I say this to you every time I see you. I don't like beer, but... And this is, no, this is like your new tagline for Barrel of Monks. I don't like beer, but I am always drinking Barrel of Monks beer. I love their beer, and I am not a beer drinker. And as a matter of fact, we even have like a beer of the month club mm -hmm. come to the house. Ugh, I can't even, not even a thing. This is, and I always say this, the chocolate cherry one, this one. You've got, you did a strawberry or a one for breast cancer. Uh, the raspberry wheat beer, the Carbidian Pink. I like yeah. fruity beers, but oh my gosh. What is the optimal temperature to drink beer? Uh, the outdoor temperature really is your preference. Every single beer, wine, whatever it is, is probably served a little bit too cold because cold mutes aroma and flavor a little bit. But if you like it ice cold, drinking it ice cold is the right way to do it. I like it about this temperature here because I think it's a little more expressive and a little more flavorful. Yeah. All right. All right. I got it. Yep, and there goes the wand. And we just keep, all we do is eat and drink here. It's, you just happen to have a party all the time, right? <laughs> we should maybe, Mike wants to come tomorrow with the Taco Tuesday. I mean, he doesn't, we'll ask him. Huh? Huh? All we do is eat and drink on the show. But Kevin, this is awesome. Thank you very much. People can get this, you said, in the stores also. Yeah, we, uh, we, ha we have it at Whole Foods. We have it at Total Wine and More. You're going to be able to find it at ABC uh, Liquors, uh, Crown Liquors. 
most of your specialty craft beer stores are going to carry this, along with our other flagship brand, which is the Wizard Wit. And then you'll find some other sporadic stuff that we do as well throughout the years, some of the larger bo bottle formats and things. And then, obviously, at Barrel Amongst Brewing. We're on Rogers Circle, uh, which is right off of Clintmore Road in Boca. We've got a gorgeous little tasting room there. You can buy to-go package, buy growlers, or have a beer uh, while you're there and have great, a great burger or, uh, you know, a flatbread, a sandwich, a salad from Chef Reach, who is our, uh, our food partner. Have beer sales gone up outside of the brewery into grocery stores? I know not restaurants, but I think more people are going grocery shopping coming home. Package sales are up uh, significantly. And when you have some of the bigger producers of beer in the state and nationally, they're selling a ton of product uh, because they have the outlets like Publix, the big chains, the, the Targets, the Walmart that they're in. The smaller craft breweries like ourselves don't have that kind of penetration, so we're kind of missing out on a lot of those opportunities, unfortunately. And also you have to look at the fact that a packaged product like this, the profit margin for us is razor thin. So even though we're selling a little bit more of it, it doesn't offset kind of our keg costs and our keg sales. But yeah, there, people are still getting their beer. They're just getting in a little bit different format because they're not doing it as, as much in a social way at a bar or restaurant. They're doing it, as you said, picking it up on the way home. Which is different. And you guys drink beer? Slick, Selena, Lenny? You guys want to try this, Vinny? Yeah, you want to try it? All right, Kevin's got plenty of glasses for you. We only bring in high-quality guests for you. In our <laughs> studio, we give you plastic. Kevin brings the barrel of... Actually, we have some of these next to our coffee as well on our coffee stand. We do. We, we actually have used it for coffees, espresso. I love that you do the beer flights also. Yeah, I think it's important, especially when you're going into a brewery you haven't been before, is to be able to try different things and see the kind of things that you're going to like. It's, and when you're talking about saying which is a, a great compliment, hey, listen, I don't like beer, but I do like this. We get a lot of converts from that. And I'm someone that came from the wine world, and I wasn't a huge, I drank beer, but it wasn't a passion of mine until I started to really learn more about the kind of beers that I like. And then that opens the world up to more expression and appreciating more and more different things. And maybe that's what I like about this, this one, is it's lighter, it doesn't have this heavy feel to it doesn't have this heavy linger like wine does either. It's somewhere right in the middle. It's really, like you said, perfect for summer. And it just it, is refreshing and it's easy. It's not like this wang at the end. There's not a heavy bite to it. I'm sure you have others that have different flavors, but for me, I like that one a lot. It's all about finding what you like. And that's the thing. If, if you don't like a particular style, a sour, you're not wrong. That's your taste. You can then avoid, knowing what you don't like is as important, if not more so, than knowing what you do like. Because if you don't like bitter beer, avoid IPAs. Just stay away from them because you can put your focus in other places to find other things that you're really going to enjoy. Amazing. Now, I'm going to ask you some real weird questions. But oh, okay, people, let's get weird. Well, some people are weird, <laughs> and they want to know, what is the best beer to accompany tequila? <laughs> uh, that you, you are acting like I don't. I haven't been asked that question before or haven't experimented sure before, have. and I have. So the, my, the best beer for a flavor profile to match with tequila is a triple, in my opinion. Uh, triple is a Belgian-style golden strong ale. It has what we call phenols, which are spicy characteristics. It has a little bit of sweetness with some caramel maltiness to it, sometimes some fruit flavors like banana, bubble gum, apple, things of that nature. If you 
take a a, a, tequila, a, uh, a triple, especially our triple, which is called Three Fates. You age it in a tequila barrel. You pick up the charred oak uh, from a nice añejo or a reposado tequila. You pick up, you blend the spiciness of that oak and some of the sweet flavors from it. It's delicious. We call the beer Owen. Uh, which is a tribute to one of my uh, one of our partners, good friends that passed away several years ago. So, so we do a tequila barrel triple every year. What's it called? Owen. Owen. Owen is the name of a beer. So it's limited. Get some of the beer and try it. Yeah, Vinny it's it's, it's, it's a limited edition beer. Maybe we pick up uh, some Owen and a bottle of tequila. tequila, and we sort of put it to the taste test. I'm surprised you didn't ask him what goes with rum. I'm not done yet. <laughs> rum is next, as he's handing out samples. We're going to know what the, the best combination beer is with rum and with vodka. All right, guys, we're going to get a, a taste test of behind the scenes. This is like what everyone wants to see on our social media is behind the scenes, what everybody's doing. Now, I got another question for you. Somebody Girls, grab you want that. want some beer, come on out. If I give you, do you drink rum? I do, uh, yeah. If sure. I give you two samples of rum to taste, mm -hmm. will you be able to marry your beers to these two samples of gubba rum? I can, so, but these are the other things. There are classic flavors that meld very well together. Yes. Rum goes really, really well with another beer that I brought. Of course. Which is my Quadraphonic Quadruple. So this is a dark, dense, raisiny, fig kind of flavor profile that has a little bit of sweetness to it, has a lot of chocolate and richness. I do a beer every year called Quandrum, which is aged in rum barrels. And that is the beer that would best support something like that but i've got two or three other beers my abiterno double some other ones that would go well with rum too i you know i like the idea i love the way he labels he, the he's flavors. like a chef it's like chocolate and fig and i'm thinking that goes great with a s'more right i'm thinking it's Absolutely. like a deep dark kind of s'more. back to the s'more and now. you're thinking it goes with the rum so all the way around it's a win-win hey um valerie or, or teddy can can each can one of you bring me a shot of gum i think white and and gold so that we can bring it out here and i want him to taste it what i what i am shocked about is that when he tastes something he can marinate it to something he sells because he knows his product right and i'm thinking i'm going to talk to steve and say hey uh get yeah but in the white glass in those white shot glasses bring one of each you don't have to bring the whole bottle Get the white Did you ever do like a wine tasting to learn how to taste wines? Yes. No, I didn't do it for wine. I did it for um, port. I did it for, for the gentleman in the hand. One of each. The other one, too. Okay, give it. I did it for port. Okay. And there was a gentleman in the family who's an sommelier. Is that what they call it? Sommelier. That guy. Mm -hmm. And he gave us, it was like eight of us in my house. And he was giving us the history of how port wants to change into another, into brandy. And how the travels go in the different ports. And of course, I had to try all of them. So when my mother and father were alive, he opened up a 60-year bottle of port. And I've never tasted anything like that. He did it in their eye. It was my mother's birthday. He did it in there. He didn't have to. I said, no, don't do it. I don't know how much that bottle cost, but he took it out of his out of his den and he opened it but these liquors have a certain consistency where they're going to all try to turn into something but what i like about what you do is that you have different levels different tastes for different palates which includes food sometimes it even includes conversation that you're having with people you want it to be mellow you want it to be stronger 
somebody who doesn't drink a lot of beer. You don't want to attack her mouth. You want it to sort of be smooth, and you like chocolate. That's why, and I love the way you describe your beers. Thank you. It, when the reason I asked you about that, because I know some, when you go to wine tastings, people go to Sonoma and Napa Valley, and you go, this one is oaky, and this, and for me, I never quite figured out that whole oaky, this kind of feel. But you kind of describe all of it. Do you, you do beer? If people come in and they get a flight, will you explain to them what they're smelling, what they're tasting, all of the essence of the beer? So we do our best to kind of gauge the interest of the customer. Because there are customers that really want to know a lot about it, and there are customers that want to be left alone with the thing they want, and they want to be part of their own group. I think it's important for beer to be a part of the conversation for somebody and not necessarily the whole conversation. Okay. There are some people that want to have these, these, uh, these dialogues. Because I come from the wine industry, because I would write a wine list and write a description for every single wine and then have to pair them with foods on a menu, I've been doing this since I was 22 years old. So I, of course, brought that to beer, but I wasn't the, only, the first one. They've been pairing beer and food together for centuries. In European countries, there are places in, like in Belgium where they treat beer just like wine with food pairings. Just like you would go to a nice restaurant and see a, uh, this goes well with a Cabernet, this would go well with a Saison, right? So this is not new. It is a little more new to the United States beer drinker because it's a less sophisticated market when it comes to craft beer, but it's growing. So we try to give that information out. We try to do, we, I do tons of beer and food pairings to brewery when we are able to do the kind of big, large gatherings. It's a huge part of what we are, and it's, uh, it's something that's also really fun. What and it gets people. Cheese? What would I do with the grilled cheese? I might do. I probably. I would probably do with the grilled cheese. I'd probably do my wizard would probably be the best thing that I would do because it has grilled enough cheese. body. Cheese. I don't like you thinking grilled cheese. I, w I would ask a question. Is it just a straight grilled cheese or are you throwing a piece of bacon and a tomato on that? Because if you did that, then I'd probably go with my triple. Because the bigger and richer and fattier it's going to be, you need an equal beer to cut through that fat. You don't want to take. You don't want to take a salad with feta cheese and a strawberry vinaigrette and put my quad in there because it's going to dominate the food. You're not going to taste it. And you don't want to take a big blue cheese burger and do single Havana with it because the beer is going to get lost. You need to match power to power. You want to complement or contrast flavors. And it's, uh, it's, it, there's, there is some art to it, and it's also subjective. I, I might say this is the perfect thing, and you look at me and go, you're crazy. That, that, that happens too. Interesting. It's amazing, right? And then we were talking. He's talking making to the me hungry. The double blue cheese burger and well, the grilled cheese the food. bacon and tomato. He has the food at his place. You get the food and you pair it up with the beer, right? And I was telling the guys, you want to be impressive, you can order a whole meal that goes delicious and explodes in your date's mouth, <laughs> which is better than going and spending a hundred bucks somewhere where you're going to say, okay, order whatever you want, and it's chewy, and it isn't any good. And trust me, been there and done that. For, that's for, such a way with words. I'm just being <laughs> honest. <laughs> right, for those of you, I would encourage you to, if you're interested in this kind of talk, follow us on social media. We do, normally, six times a year, we do a big food and beer pairing, the throwdown beer dinner at the brewery. We've had to put them on hold because we can't do the seating capacity we need to do to make them happen. But it is a four-course blind meal where we don't know. You as a, as a customer coming in, as a guest, would not know the food or the beer to be served. And you'd be served a dish, and then you would be served two beers alongside it, and you get to choose which one pairs better with that, me with that meal. That's unique. And 
we get a chance to describe why I think my beer pairs better, and the competing brewery describes why they think their beer pairs better. And you're the one that gets to decide. We've been doing these for four years, and they're so much fun. We sell 53 tickets out almost immediately. Half the people come to every single one of them, and it's only 55 bucks a head for uh, a full meal. One? Right now they're on hiatus because we can't. We have to wait until we can. The seating capacity changes. Unfortunately, we're understanding it might not be till 2021 until any of this normalcy returns. But the second we're able to do it, we're going to get back on that because it's a big part of who we are. We're going to go to commercial break and we're going to try our next beer. What are yeah. we trying next? I think I'm going to go a little bit, still light in color, but a little bit more up in body. It's my Grand Cru. Up in body beer. Up in body. All Up right. In body. Sounds good to me. We're here with Kevin from Barrel Monks. It is National S'mores Day. We're going to check Switch that along. out. Gubba Rum is brought to you by Lenny. Gubba Rum. You can get it in vanilla or coconut. Organic, very sweet, very wicked smooth. You've got to try it. Gubba Rum. Go to gubbarum.com and try our vanilla and our coconut. Thanks a lot. Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut. And Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation staycation, visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum, it's wicked smooth. At Carmen Care Advanced Laser Therapy, our professional team specializes in finding the best alternative laser therapy treatments for your painful conditions. Do you suffer with chronic pain, a post-traumatic injury, or simply looking for the benefits of cell rejuvenation to the skin? Schedule a consultation today to understand how photobiomodulation can help reduce your symptoms, reduce or even eliminate pain. Give us a call today, 561-405-9577. We focus on treating you who has a disease, not a disease that defines who you are. Contact Carmen Care Laser Therapy today, 561-405-9577 or CarmenCareLaser.com.
You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. 2020 Network is a platform to amplify the impact and voices for Gen Z and millennials. Covering topics from small business. more to go with this this why do we have the bottle not kevin we can talk because about we it gonna, we were gonna this this pass it up to you so you can have as much as you like oh this <laughs> bad boy tastes like champagne yep and what is this one you want to try this so that beer is our grand cru and it actually what it is is a imperial saison and saison is a wild ale style uh, that originated in france and belgium and uh, the Saison style is classic. It's dry. It's has a spicy phenols from the yeast. It is mistaken a lot for a champagne-y kind of, kind of beer. Uh, we do a beer every year, and the designation is a Grand Cru. And that all that means is it's a very special beer. So we change the recipe every year. It's never brewed the same way twice. It will never be brewed again. So this is a limited edition, small-run beer uh, that will age five years standing on its head that is kind of celebrating these classic styles. There's no fruit in here. There's no extraneous ingredients. It's just a basic classic beer style at high alcohol that's age-worthy and flavorful. Now, do different beers have different alcohol content? Oh, yeah. I mean, our lightest beer uh, that we regularly make is 4.5%. The highest ABV beer we've done was 14. Wow. And then every beer in between. I mean, this is 4.5. This is 10.5. I believe that one's 10. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they run the gamut. There are beers as high as 40% alcohol. So when there. they say light beer, it's because it has less alcohol in it? Uh, light beer is, it all depends. On, light beer can be interpreted by light alcohol. It can be interpreted as a light in color. It can be interpreted as light in mouthfeel. This beer is lighter in color, but heavier in mouthfeel. This is, not, this is not light in color. This is robust. Well, it's got, it's got a golden color to it, I would say. This is, I like this. This is like champagne. What are you eating? A s'more. Have one. Gonna make one for Kevin too. <laughs> you guys, can you turn on the camera three? You gotta see what's going on over there on the back to this. We're gonna see what pairs the best with the different beers. How many people does it take to make a s'mores? And there you have it. Enough. Take a bite. We're gonna make one for Kevin and see what goes best with this national s'mores. So you've never had one? No. I made these for you. <laughs> what do you think? I think it's all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like All-American, the mushy, the toasted marshmallow, the melted chocolate, graham cracker crust. This is interesting. I think it'll be better with mayonnaise. Oh, no. You like it? It's good. How's it going back there, you guys? What's your favorite? You see them out there they're making them. Um, the s'mores. You gotta make Kevin, you like s'mores? You know, I don't think I've ever had a proper s'more either. 
I've had s'mores ice cream. I've had like faux Whoa. s'mores, like prepackaged, but I've never been at a campfire and had someone make me a s'more. Vinny, can you make a s'more for Kevin, please, so we can see what really pairs best with the s'more? <laughs> sure. I'm game. Look, they're all totally into this. It's like summer camp at the Brooklyn Cafe. All right. You like it, Freddie? How do you know what's the proper? It's all how you like the marshmallow. I like mine a little bit burnt and crunchy. Mm -hmm. I like that, that burnt kind of marshmallow taste. But the key is the hot marshmallow melts the chocolate. And then you get all in. What do you think? Kevin, thumbs up. I think it's sweet as hell. That's so good for a diabetic. But I but like the chocolate. You what like kind the chocolate? chocolate is it? Hershey's. Here's your classic s'more. Graham cracker, puff marshmallow, and chocolate. So what beer do you have that would go with it? I'm thinking the one with the dates. So, honestly, take a little a bite of the s'more and then try the beer afterwards. What's good about this is this is a contrasting flavor. This is dry and crisp. This kind of cuts through some of the fat oh. and the sweetness. It actually adds like a fruity note to it. To try that. It, cha it changed the flavor. Yeah, it adds a fruity note to the sweetness and brings out some of those, those very subtle spices in the beer. So that would be a contrasting flavor. Wow. Uh, a flavor that would complement this would be the quadruple. But the quadruple is already a little bit sweet. So it might be, even though the flavors will complement each other, it might be a little too cloying. But if you guys got empty glasses, I'll crack this open. Wow. We can try them both. This is amazing. You can have s'mores, s'mores, <laughs> and this beer. Vinny. And it makes See a marriage. See the glasses up there on the wine on the coffee cart? It makes a marriage. On the coffee cart, there's those little barrel among glasses. Can you bring some over to Kevin, please? We're going to try that one. It kind of does. You take a bite of s'more, and it just cuts the flavor. Well, everybody, like the rudimentary thing for beer and wine is to mm -hmm. say, okay, um, this wine tastes like grapefruit, so let's put it with something with grapefruit. But if you've already got that flavor, why don't you want something new? Why don't you want to add something to it? And I think that's where sometimes a little bit of acidity in a beer or a little bit of bitterness can go a long way. Yeah. That <laughs> want that one? Mm -hmm. Is that your favorite one so far? So what do you think of the s'more, Kevin? It's delicious. I, I, you, you are very <laughs> right about the melting of the chocolate's a big part of that. You really can't go wrong with the toasted marshmallow and the chocolate. You, grow, you guys okay over there? You having fun? <laughs> you see our behind the scenes here at the cafe making some s'mores and beer. Selena. All right, those beers are ready for you whenever we can get them Selena, ran over. Selena, are you over. having the s'mores? Vinny, can you bring us Did some Did you of try those this beers, beer with the s'mores? I mean, I want you to try that one out also. Isn't it the most delicious thing oh, you ever Pierre, tasted? Oh, Pierre, I forgot you were here. You had to come participate Pierre, in you had s'mores. That. Holy smokes, look at this bad boy. Wow. This is, oh my God, this is, this is really, oh my God. A little bit darker. Thank you, Vinny. <laughs> totally different taste. I'm looking at Selena attached to s'mores. My fingers are stuck with stickiness to the glasses. Wow. What do you think of this one? 
They get better and better. So this this is more like has a little bit of hint of like molasses, dark chocolate, those dried fruit flavors. This is called a quadruple, one of the oldest beer styles out there. It was traditionally made by the Trappist monks in Belgium. That's why we call ourselves Barrel of Monks Brewing because we do these styles of beer. This is year round. It's a sp it's a regular beer for us, and this is the beer that I put in rum barrels once a year and call it Quandrum. So this is a beer that goes really well with these kind of rum flavors. I feel like this goes in the Harry Potter land up in Universal. What? I don't know why my brain does what it does, but it's kind of like this heavy kind of wizardy. I feel like it could be at Hogwarts. <laughs> what do you think? Hogwarts? That's the spell. Right. It's a potion, right? It's kind of, yeah. It's Did you like try this? Brew. Uh, yeah. Well, you, I don't think you tried that one yet. We tried the, uh, the Grand Cru, but I, I have another bottle open if you got what an you think, empty Freddy? glass. I'm speechless. It's been a nice day, right? Beer, s'mores. I'm going to double fist. I'm You're trying to figure out. Which one you like better? Which sister I like better? I got to <laughs> tell you, this one that we had, the second one, I really liked with the s'more because I kind of cut. You may need another one if you weren't too much sugar, but I'm still partial to that first one, the Havana. And, and that would have been a more unconventional uh, pairing. But it just goes to show you try different things and it's right. the same thing with wine if you love there are great big oaky buttery chardonnays that go much much better with than with a steak than something like a pinot noir right because it's richer it has more body there's a lot of really fun funky things that can come out of trying multiple beers multiple wines multiple tequilas with your with your meal because sometimes you find something that just kind of hits and it, it the sum of the parts equal more than what went into it Right. Always greater than the sum of the parts, always. Do you have a favorite so far of the three? I know, as long as they're wet, you're good. You're not really choosy. I, I think it depends on what on you're what either you're eating. And you changed my whole palate with that s'more s'more. <laughs> How'd you like that, though? I was doing pretty good until you put It was good. It's sweet as hell. It's sugar and chocolate. But it is amazing. But when you have it with this beer, did you try it with this particular beer? Not yet, no. Oh, you're going for Look the double Selena. marshmallow. Selena story. hasn't come up for air. <laughs> They're happy, you know, they're just kids at heart. I wonder what goes, we have a vanilla tres leches cake also, brought to you by, you got the card? Hold on a second, I'm double fisting over here. You're very, your hands are very busy. Let's see what this is. This was from Fuego. All right. And it's in Spanish. I was wondering how long it was gonna take her not to be I thought maybe I could figure it out in English, but I'm gonna pass it over to you, my Latino friend. Panadería y pastelillo para cualquier ocasión. So this is panadería and pastelillo. So this is bread and pastries for any occasion. Tortillas, gelatins. Oh my goodness gracious. There are things here I've never seen. <laughs> oh, I know she's in Boca, 561-929-9845. Give them a call. From my understanding, this cake, is tres leches. Vanilla with tres leches filling, right? Tres leches? What? Says, too many beers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin, for that one. My pleasure. <laughs> yes, that would be correct. But here you have another another pastry um, a chef that came in and dropped this off. We're gonna, at the commercial break, we'll give it up so the kids can all taste this thing. And again, this is a, a tres leches, a very sweet dessert. So maybe the same thing stands firm for the, the beer, the perry? Overall, the Grand Cru. The Grand Cru will go really well with that because it will cut some of the sweetness and the flavor profiles will match really, really well. It'll bring the vanilla 
out of that. It will bring out those nice, subtle, sweet flavors more than just the sugar. It'll blend those through. I didn't know that you can have cake and beer. It's like a delicacy. This is like <laughs> cake and champagne. You know, I got to ask you, Latin food, rice and beans, pork, meats like that, is there like a delicate balance to a beer? Because my father always loved to eat and drink a beer when he had his meals. Mm -hmm. Is there a delicate balance to like rice and beans and, and lechon, which is pork? I, th I think that I think it's it's similar to any other style of cuisine. It's that you've got when I, I've never worked as a chef, but I worked in restaurants from the time I was 15 <laughs> to the time I was 30. I was a restaurant person. Right. So I ate a lot of food. My, my grandfather ran a restaurant for many years in a catering company. When you're trying to construct a dish, you're looking for these the, the, the salt, fat, acid, heat, right? You're, you're looking at all these different components to bring something into it. And I think when you're looking for that balance, anything sometimes a beer will add that that dish does not have. Adding a little bit of acidity to a dish that needs a little bit of acidity, instead of you squeeze your, your lime over the top of it, you have something that has a little bit of acidity in the beer. Uh, I think there's a lot of aspects of that that can be, can pl be played off of. When you're talking about lechon, like a nice triple, which is big and rich and spicy that can cut that fat and really refresh the palate for every single bite is incredible. Uh, when you're talking about just doing a, you know, a simple you know, rice and beans that have you know, a little salt, some richness, like adding anything in there that's going to add something different, uh, a, a slight, a subtle hint of something that's going to entice the dish and add something to it. And spicy, spicy a saison goes really, really well with something like that. Uh, as well. That's nice. Athena Selena, look at that. You got rice and beans and lechon. You bring the beer of choice that you, he's talking I about. I you could make it in beer. And it makes it a fantastic... <laughs> Listen, every Making the rice and beer kind of absorbs you, the water. You can use beer all... You can use beer for sauces. You can cook yeah. with beer like crazy. But no, so my, my wife is Cuban. So we do Noche Buena. Uh, big family gatherings. Hopefully this year we can do it. I don't know, but down in Miami, um, what you're talking about, rice and beans, lechon, yuca, like that's, that is like the taste of Christmas for me. And I'm always bringing triples and saisons. And one other beer that I always bring, which is my, uh, my Christmas beer, uh, which is called Father Christmas, which is a little similar to the quad that we just had, is another interesting take that goes with the roasted pork because it has uh, it has uh, cinnamon, it has ginger, uh, it has a little bit of star anise and clove, and all those spices go really, really well with bringing out the spices and the pork. Noches Buena, that's New Year's. It's funny. We have Viernes Social, which you can bring all the beer. Bring all the beer, all the good stuff. Every Friday, why wait till New Year's to have a party? That's right. That's kind of what we've decided is, you know what, whatever we're doing, we have a party as much as we can here with our crew. Mm -hmm. We don't often have guests in, but we do what we can with them. So we've got beer with you. Thank you for that. We've got cake. We've got s'mores. We've got a little bit of music. Every Friday we do gubba rum. Got to have some fun while we're doing whatever we're doing because it's not changing. So yep. We may as well just get used to what we got to get used to. That's right, little by little. But I like it because now Latino food has a new system. <laughs> you know, you ever go to a restaurant and uh, you see a guy order a 1947 bottle of blah, 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 blah. And I always was impressed by that. Not because maybe he knows what the hell he's talking about. Maybe he's just ordering it because he wrote it on his sleeve. Who knows? But this stuff is pretty easy, right? You get it? You get a nice meal. All of a sudden, the, my father used to tell me 
that the beer enhanced the meal. Mm -hmm. And I never knew what the hell he was talking about until today that you put the s'mores with this beer. You're so right, because when you drink this one, it changes separate, it. versus mm -hmm. taking a bite of some more and then drinking it, totally changes the It changes flavor. everything. And, and also, what you touched on there is very important for me. Coming from the wine world and selling $700,000 bottles of wine with some amazing people who appreciated it and were kind and generous with it, but others that it was just a, it was a prestige point. They just ordered it because they could. And that, that is a form of showing off wealth and affluence. I, I can appreciate that too. Beer is the, is the drink of, of the people. You can, there are beers like West Fledrin 12, made by the monks in Belgium that is uh, very rarely available in the States. It's sometimes considered to be the greatest beer ever made. You can get a bottle of that shipped over from Belgium for about 15, 20 bucks. And that's the best, one of the best beers in the world. Try to get the best wine in the world, it's gonna cost you a couple grand. Yeah. You can try so many more of some of the best beers available, and some of them are on the shelf in your local grocery store, and they're the best in the category you're ever gonna have. And you can try it as many as you want, and you can, you can go around, and you can sample, and you can do it reasonably, which is wonderful. I, I love this. And you know, fellas, not for nothing, but I times- I wanna know what they like. Times are tough, right? So- Not slick. Slick says, you know something, I could be a beer- Ever seen Slick so happy? Beer connoisseur. <laughs> and all of a sudden, beer has a new, it has a new meaning. You know, you can't afford a $1,000 wine. Everybody wish they could drink that. And when I drank $1,000 wine, you know, it didn't taste anything different than the $20 bottle of wine, but what do I know? But beer, all of a sudden, you can change food to taste with the beer that you enhance. All of a sudden, you're looking pretty smart. You know what I'm saying? You talk about digits, baby. <laughs> you know, well, you're going to be gathering it. Yeah. You guys have a favorite beer you tried? Grab a mic, someone. Slick? Which one you like? It'll be that first. It'll be the first one. First one. The single Nevada. First, one, yeah. first one. But he's yeah. not a beer beer drinker. I'm not a big beer drinker, but the first one, I'll definitely drink it. How about you, Vinny? Like? Let's I like the first one as well, a little more, but both were good. Which one you like? The first one. A little more than the second You're one. You're not a big beer drinker either. Well, I don't know. No, I'm beer. just saying. You, are you a big beer drinker? I stick to IPAs mostly. I'm not a big beer drinker. IPA. Yeah. Indian Pale Ale. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Vinny? Definitely the first one. Selena. She likes the last one. I definitely like both. <laughs> I like, Which one you like better, dark. though, honey? Huh? Which one you like better? I thought they got the dark one. <sighs> that's I hard. Don't think they, I don't think they have tried the dark one now. That's a hard choice because they're two different things, two different flavors. But I do like the first one more. The flavor is more, like, the with it. The Havana is a crowd pleaser. It always has been because it has that hint of fruit to it. It adds that. It, it translates so well to very, very many people's palates. Yeah. Now, Selena, do you drink beer on a normal? Yeah. You do. She's Cuban, I right? do. She's like, yeah. So you know beer. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know skanky beer too. <laughs> yeah. Like I see my my son buy uh, a case load of beer for two dollars, which is where they play beer pong, and then yeah. they all got sick. <laughs> what the why? <laughs> so you know beer. Yeah. How does this rank with the beers that you are accustomed to? Well, I drink almost all sorts of beer from dark to light, shock top, blue moon's definitely my favorite. Have you, have you ever had my Wizard Wit? No. So Wizard Wit is my Belgian-style wheat beer. It's actually like 70% of my production. Uh -huh. So go to your local Publix. If you're interested, obviously, come by the brewery. Okay. But when you go out there, if you go to 
any of the bars and restaurants in Boca that have our beer, Wizards are, are most popular. And that's a very true to style Belgian whip beer, the same style as your Blue Moon and your Shock Top. Is that one similar to like, um, what's the other one? Like Stella? Stella is a Belgian lager. Uh-huh. Um, the beer you drank, the single in Havana, is basically the same style. That's it's what a, I it's, a, it's a single, uh-huh. and it's just a single with guava. I have another beer called Single in the Sun, which is closer to that without the guava. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at you, <laughs> You're a connoisseur. <laughs> she knows her beer. I love when yeah. I go to Publix and I see the wizard. I'm like, wait, we know Barrel Amongst. We've, and everyone says, what do you mean you've done a show? It's so awesome that we can reach into our community and get to do what we do and then have you join us and promote the community. It's everything we like to do. We've changed how we do it, but we're still able to do it. Well, that's what I was talking about when I went to this place that I had breakfast and I saw Barrel of Monks. I said, I'm going to get a glass and I have five strangers join me. And everybody's like, ass, you know, acting like they know what the hell they're talking about. And I'm just drinking it. And I says, you like it? Yes. I said, do you know where they're located? No, I don't know where they're located. I said, right off of Clipmore. See, that's the amazing thing is they don't realize that you're local. And that's what's so amazing. It is the biggest struggle. When we have people, you know, marketing firms contact us all the time, and they say, what's your biggest hurdle? Visibility. I mean, when it comes down to it, there are people that have bought Wizard in their local grocery store, have bought it at – there are people that Wizard is their go-to beer. And they have no idea that we're in Florida, that we're in Boca, that they can drive to the brewery six right now six days a week, but normally seven days a week, and just no clue. And I'll go to a beer event, and they'll walk up and go, man, I love your beer. Where are you guys at? I go, Boca. They're like, where? I'm on Clintmore in Congress. I live right there. What are you talking about? I live right next to yeah. you. It's, it's the hardest thing uh, for a business like us just to get that kind of visibility. Now, do you remember the dog, the St. Bernard? Say that again? The St. Bernard. Yeah. The dog, the big, big, big dog. Big barrel on the and neck. And it has a barrel on the neck. Yeah. Now, what's in the barrel? Brandy. And why is it? Well, it was supposed to be because it was supposed to be good for people suffering hypothermia. Turns out it's bad for people uh, suffering hypothermia because it constricts the blood vessels and actually will make you get colder faster. But everybody but thought it was good for you, right? Because it felt, because when you drink a lot, That's you feel idea. warm, you feel flush, but what's actually happening is like your blood is radiating out and actually cooling down faster. But that was the, 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 so the I'm old wives' tale. Is I'm going to dress slick up as a monk with a barrel. And you walk down and around Monk. I've got three. I've got three monks robes. So if if, if you want to set something up, <laughs> I can do. roll with. Of course, Uh-oh. you can't Great. be a brewery called Barrel of Monks without dressing up like a monk every now and then. Oh do they my sell goodness beer gracious! Next door at the stop. It's funny because we got a guy. He has this van. Not a van. He has like a truck, and I want to turn this truck into an advertisement deal. So you got Barrel of Monks. A guy, a monk, comes off of this thing. And he's handing out your card and everything else. It's just notoriety. It's, you know, everybody right now is looking down. You ever go to places, everybody's looking down because they don't know what's coming anymore. Everybody's in like this culture shock. But, but as the numbers begin to get better. And they are. And they are. Instead of 10, we're down to 5. It's getting a little yeah. bit better an inch at a time. There are things that you can do safely. There are things that you can try safely. There are things you can still get back to safely. And Brown Monks on Clipmore is right there. You know, you are the greatest in beer, and on the other side is the greatest pizza that I go this way to. Hey, Teddy, maybe you want to take some camping. Who, who's, your, who's your best pizza? Renzo's. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, we, I walk we... in, he's like, Rodney! <laughs> but what about beer? You eat out a lot. And pizza. What? You eat out a lot. You don't? I don't. You don't eat at all. <laughs> beer and pizza. Oh, I mean, tons of things you can do with that. Amazing. We're going to go to commercial You ever have Rizzo pizza? Who are we throwing this over to? Vinny? You got to give him a mic. We're going to toss this to Vinny, go to commercial break. We're going to see what pairs best with the cake. I don't know, Freddie. could be like, in there. I think they're in a sugar coma over there. They are. You see, no, they were like here. I'm watching like, Selena. As long as Selena's good, we're good to go. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Vinny, and today in history is National S'mores Day, where you can make the best treat America ever has. Do you know that 90% of America eats s'mores? That means only less than 10% eat s'mores. Ain't that sad, guys? That's really sad. Yeah, we definitely do. We gotta make a quick thing about s'mores. All I gotta do is roast a marshmallow, then put it along with Hershey's chocolate and smush it between two graham crackers, and that's how you make s'mores. This is Vinny Alves coming at you. of for love or sanity, the mystique of for sink or swim, and the suspense of for sex or revenge, making her fifth novel for strip or gamble her best to date. Get your copy at amyminty.com or amazon.com. Get yours now. Let's all welcome a new sponsor to the show. It's Amp2TV, the first and only internet production company that's truly plugged in. When you're looking for a full-service internet TV radio production company, discover Amp2TV, a full-service production company that can provide all streaming videos in studio or remotely. They offer web page development, and they use all the latest platforms to help make all your business selling points more powerful. They can do remotes or live radio streaming as well as tape productions for social media platforms and television. Amp2TV can handle all of your television needs, including closed caption for a perfect on-air telecast. Choose from a variety of creative TV and radio packages or visit one of their many studios to get your creative juices flowing. Come and see why Amp2TV works with many major companies, including Comcast, Bravo, and Fox 29, as well as individuals and businesses of all types and sizes. To see samples of their work or to find out more, visit their website at amp2.tv. That's A-M-E, the number 2.tv, or call them at 866-224-5422. Feel free to call for a quote or just a consult of how to put your business on a social media platform or radio platform, or just doing a show that is covered by all platforms. Call 866-224-5422 and make an appointment. That's 866-224-5422. 
You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. I heard that and the guy died. Jennifer he Grey can't do is it. going to be starring in it, so I can't imagine what part she would play. She can't, certainly can't play Baby, and Patrick Swayze unfortunately passed away. So I don't know who. Nobody be. replaces Patrick. You cannot, Swayze. and nobody can replace Patrick Swayze. No matter nobody how much slick things he can. So I don't know how they're going to be redoing this, but it should be interesting. Steve from Gubba Rum, I got to tell you something. I just had some of your Gubba. What is the name of the dark ale? Uh, quadraphonic. Quadraphonic. quadraphonic quadruple. You put a little quadruple. bit of this bad boy in here, and it becomes supercharged. You may, you may never move from that seat. I may never move from this <laughs> seat. Wow, I never realized just how sweet this is until right now. It enhances. This is ridiculous. Whole totally different taste. Yeah. That's why I believe it goes so well with that style. We do a beer every year with different rums, different barrels that we get from the Caribbean or wherever we can source them from. And, uh, it's, it, and every year it's different because we d get different rum that has different flavor profiles. So it, it's a really fun vintage aspect to a beer that will never be the same way twice. I would love to tell Mia to attack. What do you like Mia to do? I don't know. She always comes up with something. <laughs> our local, our in-house bartender. But what I love is how you educate people on how beers can be paired, just like wine, with food. And it's not just, you sit up by the pool and you go to the beach and have a beer. There's so much more to this, to at least to Barrel Monk's beers. I don't know about other beers. We're, we are unique in the fact that we focus on this so much more. So many of our beers are age-worthy. I mean, the beers in the 750 bottles you see, those are bottle conditioned like a champagne. That's one of the reasons why they age so well. Yeah. Uh, Tons of breweries are doing these kinds of beers. We're just, this is so much more of kind of who we are. So we're not unique in that way, but we, uh, we, we have a little bit more of a narrow focus on those styles. How did this all come to be for you? You said you worked in the wine industry for a long time. How did you transition over into this? So I was working in the restaurant industry. I thought I'd be in wine my whole life. I was a wine steward for a local restaurant in Delray Beach for nearly seven years. And I stumbled into a friendship with a home brewer. And he gave me the, uh, he said basically, if you teach me about wine, I'll teach you about beer. And I just fell down that rabbit hole. I loved the fact that I could, I could produce great beer in my garage. I couldn't produce great wine in my garage because terroir and grapes, where they come from and the freshness is what makes great wine, right? So, but barley is a shelf-stable product. I get barley from Germany and I can use it three months later in Boca. So I be became a home brewer. I became friends with a little upstart, nobody had ever heard of it, a uh, local hookah bar called the Funky Buddha Lounge. When they were expanding to be a brewery, I was the original head brewer there. I was there for three and a half years while we grew from just a little tiny spot funky Buddha? yeah to a great big spot in oakland park i commissioned that system i built that system out did all the first batches for funky 
and ended up kind of going off and doing my own thing with some partners to open my own brewery. So uh, that's I was a home brewer that basically raised his hand one day and said, I'll brew professionally if you'll have me and uh, kind of off to the races. Barrel of Monks, my three partners were all good friends for years and years before this, became aficionados and lovers of Belgian beer, started home brewing themselves. We became friends through a group called the Boca Beer Lovers. And one day they said, well, you know, you're making beer, great beer, but you don't have a piece of ownership in this. If we bring you over to be our brewer, we'll give you some ownership in the company and uh, we'll give you some skin in the game. And even though it was a tough decision, leaving something so successful, it was something that I thought I had to do. So that's how Barrel Amongst us So you brought up Funky Buddha. Anybody mm -hmm. know Funky Buddha? I, 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 I hope so. Uh, yeah, Oakland Park. They yeah. just sold out. To, they just sold out. They were bought out, I guess, by another large company. It was almost two years ago now. It was Constellation Brands. They're the, the importer of Corona and stuff. But, yeah, uh, but Funky Buddha was Funky Buddha when you were there. Well, the OG. listen, those guys, Funky and Cigar City are the two biggest breweries in the, in the state. They're still kicking out great beers. They're still brewed locally. Uh, they're still a brewery that you should support. And I have great memories of being in on the ground floor of that place. But and that was uh, you. they're good folks. Yeah. Real I mean, good you folks. may not want to take a bow, but I'm that very was you. I'm very proud of my my contributions. It's not a one man show. Nothing ever is. So it was a lot of things that went together to make them as successful as they were. And all the real success happened long after I left. But I uh, I'm very happy to move on to something that could be our our own with my current partners, who are also great friends of mine. And uh, we focus on one style of beer. We do Belgians. And that's another thing I love. I love specialization. I always say, if you want great Thai food, are you going to go to Cheesecake Factory because they got two Thai dishes on the menu or are you going to go to a great Thai restaurant? Yeah. When you want great Belgian beer, I know good breweries in Florida doing a couple good Belgians. You should come to us because we do it the way it's supposed to be done. And it's so beautiful. Your tasting room. You would never expect, it's like when you walk in the doors here, right? You don't expect behind the doors to see what you see. When you walk behind your doors, you don't expect to see this upscale, it looks like a wine room, mm -hmm. for those who think of what a wine room, you would never think this was a beer tasting room. You, it's so beautiful and so elegant, but yet you've got the wood and the feel of hominess, and there's a beer tasting, but then you've got chandeliers <laughs> in the ceiling. So it's kind of just a whole great feel when you walk in there. Well, Thank the you. difference is convenience. Because people go, you go to Publix, and you pick up beer. And sometimes, 9 out of 10 times, you're going to pick up beer. If you can see beer, you're going to pick it up. But if you want to do it the right way, you go down to Clipmore, you go in there, and you taste. And you say, you know what? I like this. I'm going to take this home. And there's the difference. If you're going to spend your money correctly, <coughs> which is really the bottom line. Don't drink too fast. <coughs> if you're going to spend your money correctly, because things are tight. You know, if you're going to buy beer, you want to buy it right. Go on down, have a few <coughs> tastes, see yeah. what you like, and buy that. Instead of going to Publix and picking a mini, 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 mo. And, and that's a real deal if you're a beer drinker. And if you're not, just like Selena just showed me, you can become Imagine a real beer drinker. making like rice and beans and beer. I am so, I'm going to the attic. Well, you know why? I'm thinking the hot dog place on the end of the app, they, they soak use their fosters. hot dogs in they, beer. They soak it in beer fosters. Sure. But I want to introduce you to them because I think, because of your expertise, you're going to tell them, listen, Foster's over here. Let me show <laughs> you because they sell hot dogs. Yeah. That's what they do. They're hot dogs and tacos, and they soak their hot, they cook their hot dogs in beer. 
Yeah, there's there's tons of things you can do uh, culinarily with wine and with beer. The food truck that we have a partnership with, he uses our quadruple to make one of his sauces from time to time. There are a lot of really cool things. I mean, listen, how many times have you gone online and you find a recipe that says to glaze the pan with a bottle of, of uh, big Italian red wine? Yeah. How many yeah. times have you put a stew and they want you to put a dark stout in that stew? So a lot of these flavors can, can be used for those kind of those kind of things to enhance a dish and to get some uh, symbiotic relationship between that dish and what you're drinking as well. When I used to cook, I, everything had wine in it. My sister will even tell you, tease me, everything Dawn used to make had wine in it. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you- When I used to cook. I'm gonna tell you a secret. She told you already? No. Oh. About me, when I used to cook, I put beer in everything. Did you? I put wine in everything. Pretty much. So what happens when you grow up in my house with my mother? It's like a sip for me See, and a sip for the pot. I, but I couldn't afford <laughs> wine. So I had to go to beer. But you know, it's all about knowing the right thing. Also, I want to congratulate Amy Minty for going to End of the Ave. Yes. And posting that she had hot dogs. People, and then she did the hot dog dance yesterday. The hot dog dance you know, yesterday. Again, the bottom, the message she wanted to send is we have to support. Community. Yes. We have to support our community. We got to support we got to support Crazy Uncle Mike's. We got to support the system. And you got to go out there and you got to pitch in because we're all in this together. They have, everybody's having a hard time. Everybody, I get it. But the bottom line is you want to support the system. Spend your money wisely. Here's the thing. Saying. It's August in Florida anyway. So now you're August in yeah. Florida on top of everything else. Although I was out Saturday running errands. You would have thought it was season, the amount of cars that were on the road. I don't know everyone was rushing to go, but everything was busy. The Everybody's going out. so busy. Everybody's. I went to the beaches this weekend. I went to a, a beach with rocks in it. You would think there would be nobody there. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. But the bottom line is I'd rather sit home by the pool and buy the right beer. You know, it, it just dawned on me. Just buy right. No pun intended, Vinny. Just buy, yeah, no pun intended, <laughs> but buy right. If you buy right, you can't go wrong. That's what I'm saying. And if you're going to enhance, I'm going to go to the attic. Before I go put the attic restaurant, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to get some rice and beans tonight and some Latin food. And buy right, get the right beer to go with that. And you're going to enhance your life a little bit. Make it a little step up. That's what I'm saying. Try it. You're open six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday? Tuesday through Sunday. We open at 4 p.m. on weekdays, noon on weekends. And our food option's always there. We always have 12 beers on draft. We are uh, adhering to all the, the social distancing guidelines, mask wearing from all the bartenders, uh, tables properly spaced. We're doing all that uh, to keep people as safe as possible. Interesting. Where's the address? Give us the address. 1141 South Rogers Circle. We're in the Penn, Florida building. Uh, Rogers Circle is a big U that kind of loops back around onto Clintmore Road, Clintmore and Congress area, and we're at the center of that U. Uh, you can't miss the giant food truck that says Chef Reed's out front when you're driving by. That's right. You go down, you make a right if you're heading, if you're heading east, it'll be on your left-hand side right after the big circle, right after the big turn. At the curve. And yep. Mal, are we kicking this over to you? We're kicking this over to Pierre? Who are we kicking? Where, who's the kicker? And I don't know where Pierre is. Disappear. Check out Barrel Amongs. There's food there. There's beer, and that's what you love. You can go and have some. And we're gonna fun. dress so up somebody as a barrel of mug, and you be looking out for him because in there, I'm gonna give him a secret prize. That if you come up and you take a car from Barrel Amongs, we're gonna give you something special. It may even be a little scratch. Slick is a good sport. Slick, I thought we were doing one of your slick speaks today. We are. Okay. 
I thought we were doing something with Slickies. I have no idea what you're talking about, I but know, I'm only. I and I have this whole conversation yeah, going on Yeah, you guys are nuts all the way around. <laughs> all the way around. All I right. got to tell you, though, our crew, they've got our back. We have the best crew. They really do. I'm not going to say nothing. They got my back anyway. They got your back. <laughs> That's all that matters, right? They know I paid the bill, so they're, they're smart. Yes, they do. But I got the beer, so we'll see who wins that battle, baby. <laughs> all right, we're kicking over to Pierre, and then we're going to go to commercial break. All right, this segment is brought to you by Don Pablo, our very own bourbon-infused coffee. It's the only way we keep running here at the Brooklyn Cafe. Get your coffee from the Don. Don Pablo, coffee roaster and grower. They call me Don Pablo, and 20 years ago, I discovered my passion for great quality coffee. Today, we're roasting excellent quality coffee that's rich, smooth, very complex. It's a taste that's new in the world. Pizza District is the official pizzeria of the Brooklyn Cafe Show. They have amazing deals, great food, and an even better customer connection. Their owner, Nico, runs the friendliest and cleanest pizzeria for miles around. With their pizza made with whole wheat, gluten-free, cauliflower crust, and traditional New York style, you can't go wrong. Plus all the extras like salad and chicken wings. They are a family-run business with a great atmosphere. Call today to order your pizza and tell them the Brooklyn Cafe sent you at 561 561- 961-4163. That's 561-961-4163 for Pizza District, the official pizzeria of the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Mark Dane's paintings are custom designed specifically for your space. Each design will not only illuminate your space, but will also function as a truly unique light painting. Each piece is handcrafted using various dichroic glass shapes mounted at precise angles on a metal or wood panel. A specific integrated light source strikes the glass shapes to produce a combination of highly saturated colors. The light paintings can be customized to any shape, practically any size, and in any color combination. They can be configured to produce in excess of 5,000 lumens and may be placed on a table, a pedestal, in a niche, or hang on the wall. Come to the gallery at the theater and talk to Mark about placing a piece of his art in your home. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. I guess you did. I did. Yes, you did. You moved the table. I did not. Raindrops. Yeah, moved the table. Head. Yes, you did. So it was interesting. Back from commercial break. The good thing is, Freddie, that you drank that whole bottle and there was nothing to spill out of it. No, believe you me, there was plenty. <laughs> As I tell you that. It's now there's, there's only like foam in the top. Don't move the table. We have a table here on the set. 
that moves. And there you have it. There you go. Now it's closer. Is that better? You moved. It. <laughs> moved I had to move it. That's all right. I'll take, I'll take the heat for you. Thank it's you. interesting. We went to commercial break and we we're just talking about distributorship. And you think because you are the brewing company, you would be able to distribute. It's not like Freddie and I saying, oh, we're going to sell this, which we don't. You are the manufacturer, the brewer, the everything. But there's still a different system in distribu distribution. From my understanding, Florida is a green, I understand this very well. Florida is a green tier system. Right? Yeah. You have to sell the distributor yourself to the end bar, restaurant, retail From my understanding, it's pretty normal throughout the, the, the country. There are a few states that have self distribution, there are a few states that have limited self distribution where you can do X amount of barrels, you can the volume of beer. Right. Throughout a year, you can distribute yourself. But we're, we're nowhere close to that here in Florida, so you have to sell to somebody else or sell to somebody else. Keep your green lights on on your mic. I don't have a green light. Let's All right, say that again. again. <laughs> <laughs> say right. that again. What were you talking about? No. Uh, in the state of Florida, it is a three-tiered system. So you have to sell to a distributor who sells to the end user or uh, actually the retail outlet or the bar or the restaurant. And uh, we are we're, we're restrained by that. We can't sell directly to a, to a customer other than in our tasting room. There are states that have limited self-distribution. But we're we're nowhere close to that. But like uh, in Oregon, you can sell X amount of barrels per year to directly to a bar across the street. But we're we don't have that luxury here uh, in Florida. It's interesting. You don't realize the regulations that different states have on different companies and and different specialties. Under the media, we've got one. You never even think unless you're talking to someone what they go through in business. And I think this great equalizer of what we've been going through since March you're starting to realize more and more what businesses are going through and how to appreciate our, at least for me, how to appreciate our community and how to appreciate what they're going through. You know, Mike was with us, last time I saw him was St. Patrick's Day from Crazy Uncle Mike's and he came on and we talked about how you have to keep going. But anyone else, you walk into Crazy Uncle Mike's, you walk into a restaurant and you go, oh my gosh, look, look what they've got, it's spectacular. You walk into Barrel Monks and it's breathtaking. It's a feel for everyone that you would not expect a beer tasting place to be, but you never stop and take a look at Look what people are going through on the flip side. They never see that side of what it is. But this becomes a great equalizer to see what can we do to change business because we have to change to keep it going in a new direction. Yeah, I mean, people are struggling. I, I remember when I was 20, in my early 20s working for a restaurant, I just thought the restaurant people, the people, the person that owned the restaurant was a billionaire. Right. He, the, he, it was always a kind of us against them, right? They, they're trying to cut your hours because you're going to go over overtime. And then when you get to the point where you're running a business like that, you go, oh, wait, you know, there, there are not limited, uh, limitless resources. Uh, there are only so many businesses that can take this kind of hit for this long without going belly up. And I talked about it earlier. When we, you asked me about what my history is from, Robot Brewing was originally Funky Buddha Lounge. I literally put the floors in that place. I helped wow. to build that place out with my bare hands. And the people who bought it from... Uh, from them who are running as a brewery have now gone out of business. It breaks my heart. That place is not in, in running anymore. And what, uh, what might happen to that there space. As well, yeah. But we're all in this together, as you say. We all want to support our local businesses. We all want to get out there and spend our money wisely in, in the right places. But even at the end of the day, everybody, 
I really want people to support local, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that I mentioned Cheesecake Factory as a large corporate chain. People work there too. Right. And where they and they work and they live in this community. Everyone needs help wherever it is. Whatever they sell. You want cheesecake? You go to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> they got food too. I'm not arguing that point. Yeah. But the bottom line here is if you are a beer drinker or you like or beer. Or not. There's something for everybody. Trust me. There's something for everybody. Well, it goes beer with food and things of that nature. All I'm saying is you go and you try out different beers and you, and you buy what you are want. Are you a That's big beer drinker? Typically, I'm not, but after tasting today, I may be. He's right down the street. Do you keep from beer me. in your refrigerator? I do not. Do your boys? But I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't like the convenience of going to Publix and saying, Do I want to buy? I don't want to do that. I always see yours in Publix. But now that I'm thinking, after what you showed me today, I'm better off going to Clipmore, having different beers, and saying, Okay, I want to take this home. That is buying right. You know, I, I mean, I look at Selena, among the Latinos, we used to buy Rango, then it became Budweiser. We never look outside the box. I'm tired of that. And I think people get a misconception of what beer is when you continue to only go with wines in a box or beers that you grew up with. Unless you have a passion, you don't take the next step and look at it. For me, I, until when we met Barrel Amongst, I never really had wines much of a Wines in a box? Taste for beer. Wines Wine in, in a box. box. Wine in a box. Not saying I'm a big proponent. But <laughs> Wine in a box. Budweiser, not my favorite beer either. But these beers, I got to tell you, the Havana, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Loves. You buy wine in a box? It's cheap. At least my friend does. It's cheap. Wine in a box. I used to buy Boone's wine in a in box, a box See? about 30 years ago because it was $6 for the box. But when did you box. start drinking Budweiser? About 30 years ago. Maybe a little longer than that. So unless you Yes, but I didn't know anybody. But that's what I'm saying, that we are here to help educate what they do and share and that That's right, and the think times have changed. Right. If you got X amount of dollars to spend and you want to buy a good case of beer, I'm telling you, buy right. Yes. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, I know about taste, I know about this, I know about that. The, the bottom line is this. That's what it comes down to. How much money can I spend? So if you're going to buy and spend the money, spend it on something, not that you like, but you really, really like. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's funny, the older we get, and Teddy said the same thing about her mom. We're a lot older than you. We can't drink as much as we used to without... Yes, we can. Well, I can't. <laughs> Teddy's mom does it. She told me, we can't drink as much as we used to without feeling, eh, not even drunk, just kind of sick to your stomach. I could walk to his place. I could get drunk so and you know walk what? home within three whatever, days. If you're down to one or two beers, drink right, enjoy it, and then you feel good. That's right. And not only that, but other businesses also... If you're having a hard time and you want to bring in a beer that pairs with your food. I mean, I'm thinking long term. You know, beer. we have that bakery on that I think is right near you. How many people do you know that you could do pastries, right near sweets you. with beer? Home Baked? I'm not, I don't know if I'm familiar with it. Remember we had them on? They used to be in Delray and they're somewhere right on the circle. Yeah. And they do wholesale, but they also like you. You can go in at cinnamon buns and... Oh, yeah. They had the unicorn poop, which was oh, like yeah. cinnamon bun. <laughs> it was amazing. And, and these great big muffins, which would be kind of cool to maybe pair with a beer. Why not? Of course. Anytime you can have a symbiotic relationship or you can cross-promote with a different brand is always really valuable for all of us because you expose you – know, we've got – whatever it is, 10,000, 12,000 followers on social media or whatever it is. When another business has five and we can get in front of theirs and they can get in front of ours, we, we get that, that exposure. But you said something really interesting, Freddie, is that, yes, we're all struggling right now, but it's still a marathon and not a sprint. 
and we're we're still looking at this as we don't plan on going anywhere and thankfully we're in a position where we're not we're not in danger tomorrow i don't know what it would look like if we went through another nine months of this but as of right now we're okay but we're looking for the long term we're looking to make moves and to work with people that will that we respect and love to work with and enjoy their products and we're looking to to get it still continue to get exposure because we know that 10 years from now we think we hope this is going to be a blip this is something that happened that we'll all talk about but at the end of the day it didn't it didn't kill us Agreed. You know, the funny thing is, I want to do a movie night outside the building. We have a big wall there, and I, it's just too freaking hot, man. But I would love to do a movie night, and then you, you marinate people. You marinate beer. You marinate hot dogs so that people can come out. You know, word of mouth is great. I, I don't argue with word of mouth because people usually work that way. But product tasting, buying right, it's about the money. It's about convenience. It's about doing the right thing. You go there, you get to taste what you're buying. You can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. That's the new deal that we're involved in. That and Michelle showing up at the last second. Michelle, I love these pieces. We haven't even had a chance to talk about it, but you see we've got new artwork behind me. And does it have a name other than multimedia? Mass media in black and white, and close up there's. You know, there's a DVD on that canvas. There's. And it says Debbie Does Dallas. Did you do that <laughs> on purpose? There's like reel to reel, there's records. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How come you're the only one that laughed? I heard it, I know what it's about. Oh, you yeah, know what it's about, huh? It, He's close to me. our age. <laughs> but this piece is amazing. I mean, there's film and there's slides and reel to reels and cassettes and oh my gosh, a DVD and albums and. So great, such a sign of our times. I know you've had another one coming in. One That's all colored. It's amazing. It's a great piece. You got records and everything on there. then and now. Yeah, exactly. And right now, because of the pandemic, how would we be communicating without Zoom, without True that. Facebook, without cell phones, without, you know. Have you ever thought of putting beer bottles on the canvas? Putting a hole in the top, and the beer flows down into a, a, a vat, and it just circulates. We're doing some beer tasting here today. <laughs> this is Kevin from Barrel of Monks. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Bada bing. Where did that come from? Right. She said, where the hell did you get the beer there? Beer and s'mores. Freddie's getting very creative today. I, I've helped with that a little bit. I yeah, I've helped with that a lot of bit. <laughs> the fact that we've done two hours of beer tasting and s'more eating it, you know, it's kind of a, a nice thing. Well, it's National S'more Day. Oh, no, and you have to try the beer that goes with the s'mores. Exactly. You That's the difference. You have sip. an explosion in your mouth. Explosion. He has not changed since she left an hour ago. I have not. I've gotten worse. <laughs> Kevin, how do people find Barrel Amongst? How do we find? Oh, go to barrelamongst.com. Uh, you can just search Barrel Amongst on Twitter, uh, Facebook, on Instagram. We'll come right up. And then obviously come to the tasting room every day but Monday as of now. Have a great burger, great food from Chef Reed's food truck, great beer from us. Open at 4 p.m. on weekdays, noon on weekends. And, yeah, we'd love to see you over there. What times? 
we open at 4 p.m. on weekdays and noon on weekends, and then we close around 10 o'clock on weekdays, 11 o'clock on Friday and Saturday. Maybe we send Amy Minty over there. That'd I have fun. a whole different idea. All right. After what I saw she did, she can go to all our sponsors. Val, are you doing the Every next day. spot? <laughs> I mean, you got to look at you got to look at what's going on around you, honey. You got to be creative. Mass media, I know. Val, are you doing the next spot? Who's out here? Who, who's, who's up next? All right, Mia's Mia. doing the next spot. Let's bring her on out. What is she doing? She is doing Tracy from Healing Moments. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a great way to kick off our Monday. So while we're getting set up, what keeps you motivated on a Monday? Just trying to do something new and fun. I mean, one of the great things about our industry is that we're able to do new beers all the time. And uh, our brewers, we have two, uh, we have a whole great staff of people in the back that are doing new beers, new treatments. A lot of the things you're trying right now started as someone's brain camera idea forming in the back of their head on a Monday morning. And they functioned it, and now it's being sold to the masses at large grocery chains. So I think trying to uh, to focus on the new, fun, exciting, and the artistic nature of uh, of business. Because if you don't have that outlet, uh, I don't know if you can keep going on. Even ideas, and that's why Michelle's teasing Friday, because two hours ago she was here and had one crazy idea, and another idea, yeah, but she without says an I have idea, crazy idea, and you always say to me, right, no idea is a bad idea no. unless you don't try it. There you go. So you just got to keep And the name, like, like Barrel of Monks is the craziest idea in the world, Barrel of Monks. For beer and yeah, everything else. Yeah, how'd you even come up with that name? That's just out there. The monks in Belgium, the Trappist monks, are yeah. some of the oldest beer brewers in the world, so a lot of... Belgian breweries use monk iconography. We also are old enough to remember Barrel of Monkeys as a game. So it's a play on words. And we have a large barrel aging program. So it works in three levels. Unfortunately, we do get called Barrel of Monkeys more often. uh, But uh, I can usually get around that. Awesome. Thank you Fill it with beer, baby. Fill it with beer. Cheers, guys. Thank you. So much for joining us. Cheers to Barrel of Monks. We're going to kick this over to Mia. Have a great day, everyone. Be kind to each other. Stay safe, yes. Wear your mask. I forgot what the word of the day was from Val. Anyone remember what it was? I don't remember. Word of the week? We'll find out. Beer. Get over to me at beer. Word of the week is beer. Word of the week is beer. Check out Barrel Amongst. They're located right on Rogers Circle off of Clintmore in Congress. So centrally located for everybody. Stop in. Open Tuesday through Sunday. There is food there. Ask for a flight. They'll let you try it. And then you can buy it and take it home. That's right. Buy right. Don't be late. We'll see you tomorrow. Kick it over to Mia. All right. This segment is brought to you by Healing Moments. Healing Moments is a wellness boutique in Boca Raton. They specialize in different kind of therapies such as massage therapy, pre and post surgery treatment, and meditation. Um, They use state-of-the-art equipment there to relieve your stress. And you can contact Tracy McDonough at 561-931-2187 to set up your appointment and be rejuvenated. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show is over, the Brooklyn Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the laughs from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring more good cheer next time. You can follow the Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at the Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. Well, see you next time.
Just to rest. 